0: Frataloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 447. August 28, 2020. 94 degrees was the high on this date on two occasions, 1899 and 1955. and it, it was as chilly as 42 degrees on this day in 1934.
1: And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake.
2: It's Garage Logic with Rookie on production, Chris Revers, director of social media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny
0: from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is Where's your flashlight top, king, fireworks Somewhere. commissioner, and keeper of common sense. Your mayor. Joe Sushman Reber, so long as you texted me a photo of a very interesting bottle opener yes uh, which is the uh, state of Minnesota on which is imposed the Garage Logic logo Yeah How do I get one I'm uh, our, our buddy Sean yeah. uh, he
2: works for, uh, his outfit is called Gitch Gear yeah, and he sent. Uh, he had connected with me a, a while back.
0: I'd like a short answer.
2: And uh, yeah, he said, "Hey, can ball. I can I s- send you a couple of samples for the crew?" He's just a huge fan of GL. Yeah. and I said, "Yeah, that'd be great." And so we we got him connected with promotions. And so he he does these logoed ones that have the state, and these are awesome.
0: Okay, that's that's enough.
2: I I have enough. knowledge, His name now. is Sean. Like well,
0: we're all uh, entirely okay. aware of uh, most listeners' reaction to our interview yesterday with John Strominger, yep. uh, who is ostensibly uh, running against John Thompson for the house seat uh, 67A in St. Paul. And uh, many people, uh, well, what's the
3: word I want? Uh, they, well, a lot Paid of them... me the utmost compliment yeah, is what a they lot did. of them
0: thought it was a rookie bit. It wasn't a bit. John's a good man. Yep. Uh, he's 72 years old, and uh, as I noted, he perhaps is unprepared for the realities of modern politics. Well, his campaign manager, Pam Tollefson, has agreed to come on with us today because I, I need to flesh out more of this. Uh, it's, it's not enough that we thought it was amusing uh, in some capacity. We need to know, oh, and I perhaps she'll help us understand, the, just what the state of the independent Republican Party is in urban America. And uh, so she's agreed to talk to us, and we'll be speaking with her in about a half hour on the podcast. And I thank her uh, for, uh, for agreeing to this, and uh, she'll, be, she'll be joining us. I have a note that I want to read. More than a note, it's pretty long. I'm not going to mention names because I don't think that, well, I trust whoever this is. Joe, a co-worker of mine at the Duluth Police Department, wrote this the other night after an incident he was involved in. His words ring true for a lot of us, keep pushing back, and good luck. Quote, I'm going to share like I never have before. I am going to do so because so many people... Truly have no idea. This story is not an anomaly and happens across the country day in and day out. All I ask is that you pause and read what it is truly like out here in the real world. Not how the media spins it or some keyboard warrior tweets about a world they do not live in and know nothing about. Last night, my world and my entire family's world was almost changed forever. I almost shot an unarmed black man. My partner got on the radio and told us a shooting uh, and told us of a shooting uh that was happening right before her very eyes shot after shot rang out in our community we have sworn to protect 17 shots in all were fired and now people were fleeing everywhere my partners all went towards the gunshots no race was said no thought of our own safety was contemplated we went because that is what we are called to do we must help save our community no matter who is in danger and no matter the risk my partners found two of the suspects and i rushed to help them as they are yelling that they are not complying and now they are fighting Uh, Where are the guns used? Do they have them? Are they going to try and kill my partners? All thoughts as I pull up and see my partners on the ground fighting with one male, yes, a black man. Another black man is near them and turns to run as I approach. My partners yell, stop him. I yell for him to stop and he turned and ran. Where is the gun? Does he still have it? Is he going to shoot me? My partner, is he an innocent person just out for a walk? I give chase. He continues to run around a corner. Is he going to ambush me when I turn the corner? Where is the gun? My partners are yelling for more officers. The mail keeps running until I and my partner gain ground on him and he stops. Get your hands in the air. He does not get on the ground. He does not. Where is the gun? He turns his back, hiding his hands from us, still not listening to commands. Where is the gun? I level my pistol at him. I put my finger on the trigger. Is this it? Is he going to shoot us? Am I going to have to shoot this man to save myself and others? Will my wife wake up a widow? Will my children no longer have their father? Is our community going to change forever because of me? Will everything burn only because we went to help? Because we want to live and not die? Because we don't want to see innocent people in our community die. All this in about one half a second. My partner blindsides him and now we fight because he is still li- still not listening. I almost shot an unarmed black man. W- why was he unarmed? Because unknown to me at this time, when he ran and turned the corner in front of me, he threw the stolen gun he was carrying in the bushes. When the dust settled, officers had cuts and bruises and the two multi-convicted felons went to jail unharmed. Uh, but it was only... Uh, 1 16th of a squeeze from changing our world forever all this while you slept comfortably in your home safe from the wolves who roam our streets you will not hear this story on the news no one will call national attention to it no one will say anything about this night we simply just dust ourselves off make sure each of us is okay and go on to the next call. This is what happens all across the country more often than you could ever imagine. But We are racist, and we have to change. There must be accountability. Police must be defended. Each and every day we dust each other, uh, each and every day... Politicians and social media warriors bash us day in and day out. Our promise to you as officers is each day that we will dust each other off and make sure we're okay and go out into our community and die trying to make sure you are safe when you are sleep in peace at night. I almost shot an unarmed black man last night. I challenge anyone to get out of your comfort zone and ride with us. Take a day in our shoes and see what it is really like. The truth, the unedited truth. We ask for nothing in return other than allowing the truth to come out. Wait for the facts. Stop destroying us before we even have a chance. Stop pushing false narratives. Stand with us. Help us. We are not heroes. We are men and women just trying to do the right thing. Wow. And he, can you imagine, can you imagine how grateful he is he didn't pull that trigger? Oh. Can you imagine how grateful he is? And, just- what, and what reserve that must have re- been required of him not to? He's one-sixteenth inch away. God bless you, officer. I'm I'm glad you were able to bring that to a safe conclusion.
3: Wow. And then yeah. you've got to go to work the next night. Mm-hmm. And the next night. And and deal with well, punks like that said, aren't listening. Matt, on tonight. to the
1: next call, you know.
0: This on the day of the 57th anniversary of Martin Luther King's speech at the uh, on the mall in Washington, where there today. There will be a march on Washington. You'll note that uh, Martin Luther King gave his speeches during daylight. And I have a good observation from, from our, our correspondent, Jordy. I really wish people would start asking these CNN and other media idiots, why, if these demonstrations, riots, are so peaceful, why are they being held at night? The peaceful demonstrations of MLK were held in the daytime. If the intent was truly peaceful demonstrations, they wouldn't have to uh, have them at night so they can try and hide what they are doing. We would really like to hear the corrupt media's answer to that. Good luck, Jordy. It's a great point. As I say, 57 years ago today was MLK's wonderful, wonderful remarks in Washington, D.C., and uh, it would be wonderful to say that everything's improved, hasn't it? Oh, but it hasn't. It hasn't.
1: Well, that has been the case with the protests here, Joe. All the protests we've had, especially early on after George Floyd um, was killed, um, the daytime peaceful protests were, they they were peaceful. Right,
0: because of daylight. As as night fell, things took a grim turn. It's uh, quite a sea change we're facing in the Twin Cities. I I brought with me uh, today's Pioneer Press. Uh, the play headline is Trump accepts nomination but the uh, the second headline in bigger type is calm returns to Minneapolis and it's a photograph of one two three four uh uh, three National Guardsmen and one of their Humvee vehicles. And in the background is Dayton's with the uh, that name still on the building. It probably is the corner, if I'm not mistaken, where there is the statue of Mary Tyler Moore tossing her hat into the air. But calm returns to Minneapolis. But the picture is of National Guardsmen. Otherwise, there would not have been calm. Mm-hmm. It's a, It's quite a sea change. <laughs> Uh, for the life in Minneapolis, which as recently as uh, we've been keep saying this, as recently as two years ago held the Super Bowl, and the Final Four. Am I correct? A year ago. A year.
2: Or I guess I should say last April. A year ago, last April. Well,
0: uh, yeah. Right. A year and a of, half ago. 18-18. When was the Super Bowl held here? January of what year? Twenty eighteen.
2: January 2018. 2018. So we, we held February, the last February, Final
3: February. Four. There wasn't a Final Four Correct. last year. Yep.
0: Yep. And when was the Final Four held here? What year was that? April of 2019.
3: April, April 2019. of Because yep. there was right. no April 2020 Final Four. Right.
0: And it's, it's not really very conceivable right now, is it, to imagine <laughs> a Final Four being held here right now? Well, no. Yeah. Or even one in general. You because know? of the unknown temperament of the city.
3: Well, even yeah. whoever wins the NBA whatever their playoff uh, scenario is, whoever wins the NBA championship, uh whoever I mean, think about that. That was always a reason to go torch a lamp lamppost downtown somewhere when the Gophers won the, the national championship. Yeah.
0: Well we had Bob Crow tell us he was on riot patrol that night. Right, right. right. Yeah. And by but the way, But that was that was that was not that was young people just behaving poorly. They weren't lashing out at America. They were just Unfortunately, being college students who do what stupid college students do, they turn over a car because their team won a title. You right. know, that's that's right. just a, ridiculous, well, but that's, that's life what was happens. Good. That's yeah. what life was good. Huh? When life was good, you can turn over a car once <laughs> a while. I
2: flipped over a traffic <laughs> cone when Mankato beat the Gophers Ooh. one night. That was, Did you really? Oh, yeah. You? oh yeah. yeah. He was mad. I he still hopped up it. at the Midwest Wireless Civic Center, or whatever it was called down there. Yeah. By the way, the uh, – and in, in, if people that want to keep going back to the, the crime statistics and whatnot, have you guys seen the video of the guy in uh, Minneapolis getting his brains beat in by four young youth in his front yard after he was cutting his grass? Did not see uh, that. Yeah, the News that. has the story. Yeah. It's
1: just... Oh, he and, doesn't and have health insurance either.
2: No. And all he was doing was he was in his front yard at 5 o'clock in the afternoon.
0: Oh. Man. And he was set upon by people intending to, what, rob him? Yeah, they, they
2: it appears they grabbed items off of him, and then they took off.
3: What are you going to have when you're mowing? I don't even have my phone with me cutting my grass. Yesterday I cut the grass when yeah. I got home. Here's my gym everything's shorts. Inside. I don't have yeah. any. I got, yeah, I got gym shorts on. I just
0: cling to my response. If someone tries to get my car, I'm just going to inform them. You will have no idea how to drive it. Here you go.
3: <laughs> try it.
0: Try it. Let's yeah. see it here. here. No, in fact, here. Wait. Let me get out. Here. Get in there. Let's see it I'll do it. i give you a lesson. Yeah,
3: yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, what, what? a transmission on an MG wouldn't be that much to watch the hilarity that would ensue.
3: Yeah, you'd have to start filming. Can I have my yeah. phone back? Can so I like film this, film please, it? as
0: I watch you try to drive this away? It would sound like the They t- wouldn't
3: get five feet.
2: Remember when Snoopy would try to drive the... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's exactly what it would
0: be like. Anonymity, please. Hail the Flashlight King. I'm going to. Uh, this refers to what we've been talking about. Hail the Flashlight King.
3: My, hail, hail, you. You. hail you. Not my much salutation. spirit in that. Not hail much you. spirit. My salutation that. is hail you. Mm-hmm.
0: Please protect my name if you go any farther with this information. I am worried about retribution, and I think you will understand why. This was written yesterday, last night, meaning the night of August 27th. No, I'm sorry, he wrote it yesterday, so he meant the night of August 26, Wednesday, when the outbreaks were occurring in downtown Minneapolis. Last night around 9.15 p.m., I became aware of the rioting and looting pl- taking place downtown. After watching about 20 minutes of the willful destruction and glee of the persons looting the electronic section of Target, I guess they were hungry. I took my dog out for our nightly walk. As I walked through the alley, I passed the house, of Minneapolis Council City, a city council member, Jeremy Schroeder, who was sitting leisurely around a campfire. It blew my mind to see him sitting there, as I assumed that for 95 grand annual salary, he should be downtown getting his own assessment of the damages, so he knows how to reimagine how to stop it. <laughs> Off the top of my head, here are two reasons he should have been down there. He was one of nine city council members that stood on a stage Sunday afternoon and pledged to continue to fight to defund the police. In my mind, in doing so, he was making a public admission of taking accountability to the security of the city of Minneapolis. By any leadership standards, he was then obligated to get himself downtown at any cost to have credible influence on the subject. Second, he was one of the first uh, one of the uh, vocal city council members who voted to remove John Elder from his position as public information officer and to control the messaging through a desk at city hall. Through his actions last night, it does not appear that we are going to get meaningful updates during critical issues that will help protect the public in the future. Hmm. Instead, it looks like we will get boilerplate cover-up emails after the fact, notices that are more about placing blame and protecting the narrative of the salon. In any case, it is obvious through his laissez-faire attitude that he does not have the work ethic to be a leader of a major metropolitan city. (laughs) It does look like he had company with him. Perhaps from out of state, that is not a valid excuse to me as his work hours are dictated by the needs of the city. He should have been well aware of this requirement when he ran for the job and it definitely should not need to be pointed out to him. Prior to getting my education, I worked as an operations manager of sporting venues across the country. I was very good at my job because I never had to be told where to be when my venue was being used. I flew my family out to San Jose for the NHL All-Star Weekend in 1997. I worked at least 10 hours every day. They drove to Baltimore to visit me for Thanksgiving. I had a prep school rival football game at Ravens Stadium at Camden Yards. I got home for leftovers. My point is, he has no claim to ownership of the city because when duty called, he was sitting by a campfire. Better luck next time. I think a big part of the problem is the overabundant salaries we pay these people for their lack or non-existent leadership skills. I don't think they realize how out of proportion their salaries are compared to the workload, experience, and capabilities that a person making that salary would have to have in the private sector. I went back to school at an older age and earned my three degrees, B.S. Arch, B.S. History, and Master's Arch. What's Arch? architect maybe, while also working as a full-time union custodian at the U of M since graduating in 2014. I have lived what I feared coming into fruition as I studied under the liberal elites, that it was going to be very hard for me to work in the world the Mysterians have created. There is no architecture firm in the cities that will hire me in due part to the conservative means I utilized to obtain my education. It offended the liberals while I was going through school and a job recruiter confirmed it last fall. Besides, 50-year-old white men looking for entry-level positions are not the best commodity right now. I've struggled to find work and have had to settle instead for multiple jobs at a time between $9.50 to $17 an hour. I had to rake leaves last fall to make my mortgage. It has been gut-wrenching through this pandemic to see how much of his time was spent at home rather than in the public sphere. He helped make the decision to abandon the third precinct from home rather than on site or in the city council offices. During the events of that week, I was surprised to see him mulling around the house as much as I did. I guess he did not feel the sense of obligation that anyone wanting to be a leader would have instinctively felt. I knew he was nothing more than a party politician when he put up the lawn sign and ran for office. He does not even stand up for the people of his block. Our street is starting to develop potholes from the groundwater rising, a problem he acknowledges the city has known for 10 years. Yet he will not take a stand and tell the Minneapolis Park Board they cannot flood Hiawatha Golf Course because it will instantly affect 800 homes in the district. As a member of the tax and penalization party that only responds to victimology, our problem will never take precedent to be addressed and somehow the uh, mprc will turn the golf course into a swamp these people want to remove the only asset Hia- hiawatha golf course in our south minneapolis neighborhood remaining that has any possibility to bring in money from outside the city we got the same response of course to the rise in crime we have seen prior to the death of george floyd no cops the city has more social issues to take care of it doesn't look like our money was well spent Joe, I would like to take you up on your offer to help somebody run for office. I know I will put more effort into that position. My big worry, however, is as if some of the drawbacks I have gone through in life would make a run for office meaningless. No major criminal or racism issues, just lessons in life you learn when you take on challenges instead of trying to avoid them. I would like your assessment on the matter to determine if exposing myself in the public sphere would be in my best interest. Feel free to contact me anytime. I am just hunkering down in social distancing in South Minneapolis, and I will withhold his name. Okay. But I think that was a very, uh, a very telling letter. He has personal uh, observations of just how uh, inattentive uh, one member of the salon can be. Now, in, in fairness to Schroeder, uh, Rookie, look up the city council members of Minneapolis, please. Got it. Uh, why is his name not jumping out at me? Is it, did he say Jeremy Schroeder? Are you familiar with him, Kenny? I think that's my guy. I think this
1: fellow lives in my.
0: my Jeremy Schroeder, uh, Rook, uh, confirm that, please. Uh, uh, in fairness to Schroeder, now I understand the emailer's point. The emailer's point was, you are you are the one that was calling for the uh, the end of the third precinct. You are the one uh, who wants to defund police. You are the one who wants to take spokesperson uh, duties away from John Elder. Then why aren't you down there doing something? I think it's a, it's a great point. I don't know what it is Schroeder might have been expected to do, is what I'm saying.
3: He's in the 11th Ward, which is Wyndham, Diamond Lake, Tangletown, Page, Hale, Northrop, Minnehaha. Uh, so it's 34th Avenue to the east, Minnehaha Parkway, 43rd Street East and 46th Street West to the north, Lindale to the west, and Highway 62. Does it say inside. anything about his family? uh let's go with his bio Mm -hmm. he is not in my neighborhood okay about jeremy jeremy He's proud to represent, uh, before my election, I served as policy director of the Minnesota Housing Partnership. That means he didn't have a
0: job. Right,
3: advocating for affordable housing at the federal, state, and regional levels. I also previously served as executive director of Common Cause Minnesota, where I led efforts to reform Minnesota's redistricting process and increase government transparency. Prior to that... I led a successful push to end capital punishment in Illinois as executive director of the Illinois Coalition to Abolish the Death Penalty. He holds a law degree from the University of Dist- uh, District of Columbia Law School and an undergraduate engineering degree. You don't I don't even want to tell you from where, Joe. Where? You just shipped somebody off there.
0: Marquette? Marquette? Yeah, really, really. Well, he's an educated fellow, isn't he? Yes. Uh, He hasn't done much with it, but he's an educated fellow. Does it say anything about his
3: family? Does he have a family? Ah, does Does not mention any family contact. No, does not.
0: Uh, Well, I'm afraid that that what I just read and what you just read would be true of many, salon dwellers all around the country. The closer you get to the country's tallest buildings. Yep. Mm -hmm. I want to read something to uh, help us uh, understand why we're talking to. Pam Tollefson, who is the uh, campaign manager for uh, John Strominger. Uh, Joni writes, Dear Joe, listening to the interview with John Strominger was definitely painful. My take on him is this. I believe that with what is happening in this country and in lieu of John Thompson's erratic behavior, I believe John is frightened. He spoke about his mailbox being robbed and a car outside his home that he claimed could have had a bomb. If you you noticed, he never answered pertinent questions when asked and went about them by answering with something that was off the subject. I do not feel uh, at this time that he is interested in running or do I believe that he has hopes of winning. In fact, he sounds as though he is hopeful he does not win. It appears he is afraid of retaliation. He also mentioned uh, in his age of 72 and that he just wants to stay alive. I realize it was shocking to listen to him, and it was amusing, probably to most. But I was alarmed. I have hopes that he will drop out of the race and let someone at this late stage take his place. But it is doubtful. It's a very sad world we are experiencing. Best wishes, Joni Campbell. Uh, I think well, that's she's right. Though, excellent yeah. points. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think. Mm-hmm. I think again. My way of saying it would be: I think John. Uh, and we'll learn from Pam how this happened. But right. my 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 suspicion is that John. Uh, is as we learned yesterday is just wholly unprepared for the complexities and realities of the doggy dog world of modern politics, mm. because because here's a fellow who has a chance to, in my estimation, to make great hay against the erratic behavior of his opponent. Uh, and and in the in the dog eat dog world of modern politics, he should have a staff of about ten people. I'm sorry, digging up all the dirty can on John Thompson, and making sure that his his would be constituents know exactly who they're voting for if they choose to vote for John Thompson. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's not happening. And that's what we can discuss with uh, Pam. And uh, he's uh, essentially running unopposed, of course.
1: And Digging dirt on him has been relatively easy. Uh, Who, Thompson's running unopposed? Well, they're both running
3: unopposed. For their own party.
0: Thompson now more than ever is running unopposed. I'll make another scooter run today if the sky's clear, because I uh, still don't have a car. So... uh, (coughs) I'm reliant on my Yamaha scooter EcoFun Motorsports in downtown Forest Lake is your home for a full line of Yamaha products, a full line of wonderful scooters. As I say, they turn every errand into an adventure, a wonderful line of youth recreational equipment, and, yes, that great lineup of Bentelli e-bikes. EcoFun Motorsports uh, is an expert on on the use of, and variety of bentelli e-bikes so you will never never leave there with the wrong one you will be outfitted fitted and assured that you're picking the right one with their guidance and it's just a, a great fun way to bicycle uh five different levels of electric assist They turn, hey, those e bikes can turn an errand into an adventure.
4: Yeah, they can. Uh, uh,
0: Helmets and apparel, a great service department. Right there on Highway 61, because GLers have come to really relish their Highway 61 spots. It's right there in downtown Forest Lake. It's EcoFun Motorsports. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe
1: Souchere. Reavers. Yes, sir. Turn that crap down. Okay. Jailers, you remember this one?
0: Yes. Okay, John and Whistle. The Clash song.
3: Yeah, that was a bump we used to... When they kick
0: the- down your
1: front door, how are you going to come? With your hands on your head or the trigger of a gun? So, GLers, you guys all know I'm about protecting my home, my loved ones from the bad guys. That's why we have DKMags.com for us. They sell safety and peace of mind. They do it on Old 8, New Brighton, and Monticello. Pawn and gun up in cello. Uh, self-defense, home defense, big and small games, sports shooting, uh, ammo, accessories, you name it. You'll find everything you need for all of the above, and you'll find it at very competitive prices and knowledgeable service from a great crew. Uh, as GLers have come to learn in the last few years, dkmags.com, simply the best little gun shop right here in town. Real humans answering those phones, answering your questions, and helping all of us with our firearm-related questions and concerns. dkmags.com and Monticello Pawn and Gun, say it with me, a couple of wonderful shops for GLers run, run by, by GL.
0: GLers. Ding, ding, ding. Do we have Pam Tollerson ready to join us, Mr. Reavers? Yes, sir. Hello, Pam.
5: Well, hello, Joe.
0: Thank you for taking this time. Pam, how to, uh, help us understand uh, the seriousness of John's candidacy. For example, he doesn't even have yard signs. Is there, is there something we could do about that?
5: Well, Joe, um, we are going to be working on getting mailers and yard signs but he did get into the race a little bit later than most people. So um, we are working very hard to get funds, donations, and we will be having signs, believe me. Um, we need to get the word out there. It's very important. I've lived here my whole life, and I care deeply about the east side. And John has lived here for 20 years, I think, and he cares about the east side. It's, it's Really, really important that people know his name.
0: Pam, how did you come to know John?
5: Well, it all started when I saw the video of John Thompson up in Hugo. Mm -hmm. Um, I watched it like everybody else. I was outraged. I was very upset. And I reached out to the Republican Party here in St. Paul, and I actually was upset with them. I said, who is running against this guy? They told me, John Strominger, and I said, what can I do to help him?
4: Mm-hmm.
5: And I got together with John. We've only met a few times in person, and we, we talk on the phone, and we email, and we're, we're moving ahead. We're moving ahead with his website, um, his Facebook, and then we're going to have meet and greets. We are going to have signs. We have only two months to do this all in, but we are going to do it.
0: Is it unkind of me to say that he sounded to me a bit unprepared for the dog-eat-dog world of modern politics?
5: Um, I don't think you're being unkind. I think that you are partially right. But in this world right now, there are so many people that run that didn't have a background of politics. Right. Um, what matters is he can learn very quickly. And the biggest thing is he cares about everybody. And he mm-hmm. is smart. He is very knowledgeable about topics. Right. Um, I do believe in him. He just needs to be guided and helped a little bit right now. And we're going to make some real harsh realizations with him that he does have to toughen up. He,
0: he admitted to us that this is, he is stretching himself, I believe was the term he used, meaning he's, he's experiencing dynamics in his life that he had never previously experienced uh, when it came to running for office.
5: Uh, yeah, he, his, career was a maintenance engineer, and he worked in different capacities at rescue missions. And uh, I think he worked as volunteer, actually, with the disenfranchised and people of all races. So he has that knowledge. Um, and he has his the heart. Um, running for politics is not easy. It is um, hard to be a candidate. So I think many people are stretched. I don't think he's the only one. I think he is the one admitting it.
0: Pam, uh, when I say dog-eat-dog world of modern politics, uh, he's been thrown a big, giant softball right over the home plate that he can hit out of the park, but he's got to take on the erratic behavior and study the history and learn the deepest, darkest information he can find about John Thompson, who the whole world saw, threatened to burn down an entire city, uh, you would think that that alone would propel John into into more uh, uh, more of the public realizing who he is and why he would be uh, the opposite kind of candidate to John Thompson. But that work has to be done. That I don't know if he's comfortable with that.
5: Well, he wants to speak his. He wants to speak the truth, mm-hmm. and he has said he has said that it's unacceptable behavior. He has said, why aren't Democratic leaders denouncing him? Why isn't he being forced to resign? I don't understand why people are still supporting John Thompson, and John Strominger also believes that. Um, So during the interview, I did hear it, and he didn't articulate those words, but he does when we are talking. Let's say when we're in a meeting, we talk about it. And he does say that. So what he has to do, what I believe, is to call out John Thompson definitely for his behavior. And what is his behavior going to be if he wins? Is he going to show division because one person is one race and another person is another race? Mm -hmm. I want John Strominger... To show the person he is that he cares about everyone of every race. He
6: well, I want,
0: a, I want John Strominger to stand up with a sheaf of papers in his hands saying, We have examined, uh, I don't even know if you'll find anything. Let's put it that way. I don't know if you'll are find you anything. talking
5: about John Thompson's past records? Yes. We have that. And I am, um, we have to find out if that is. I haven't gotten word, or John either, that that is 100% accurate. Mm-hmm. And we do have his records, and I am having some people look into it. We want to make sure that this is for sure him.
0: I think you're wise to do that, yes.
5: Yes, and, and we're not going to just throw it out there, um, but we are going to, I, like I said, I am having somebody look into it, researching it, before we um, actually put it out there.
0: Well, I, again, I can't uh, uh, disagree with that. You're taking a wise precautionary step, and I think that's the way you have to do it. But I think there is material there to be mined that would be helpful to Strominger. Uh, yeah,
5: I, I agree. I agree. Prior um. to
0: prior to your involvement, uh, and you, it sounds like you did so out of a charitable nature, just offering your help, what what has, have you had any role in politics in
5: St. Paul? My role in politics is very little. Um, I have, Joe, I have lived on the same block on the east side my whole life. Mm-hmm. So I have been an east sider through and through. And I used to do different volunteer work 20 years ago on different groups, but not politics. And then last year, I was the campaign manager for somebody that was running for St. Paul city council. And, um, she did not win. It was a tough battle, but I really got involved in, the um, what's going on in the city a year ago Mm
4: -hmm. when
5: I really learned about the Democrats. Um, it's, it's tough. It is tough. And I, and we have this opportunity with John Thompson, what happened, um, I call it an opportunity. I don't know if that's the right word, but it is something that people have now to say, we don't want this. We don't want this hate. Mm -hmm. We want somebody that's going to bring us together, but not just in love and butterflies. But what can he do to help us get better?
0: Did anyone run against Strominger in the Republican primary? No. Okay. So... How did it come to be that he put himself in a position to be on the primary ballot? Did he do that on his own?
5: Well, I think that he has been, from what I understand and what he talks about, is he's been going to Republican um, caucuses and meetings and, and was kind of involved in the party. And I think that he must have let whoever is in charge know that he would be interested and they did reach out to him. Mm-hmm. And I, I know that you're skeptical as everybody is. I did read Twitter last night myself. Um, but I, I want people to know that first off, he is not a politician. We know that. Right. Okay. We know that he's going to struggle with certain things, but in the end, he can, he can do a 100% job better than what the alternative is. And what is the alternative?
0: Well, the alternative is uh,
5: hatred. That is correct. And that is one thing John Thompson can shine way through. That is what is going to shine through is he does not have a hateful bone in his body.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: He does want he does want to do what's right for the east side.
0: Uh, we asked him if there was anything we could do to help, uh, and he, he seemed unprepared for that uh, question. But what I'd be more than happy to do is if you get this campaign rolling, we would be glad to have him on again.
5: Well, that would be wonderful. Wonderful. That would be wonderful, because um, I speak a lot. I'm not afraid of speaking, but to be honest with you, I was a little nervous talking. You know, that's just human nature when you're Mm not used to it all the time. So John, I think, was pretty nervous yesterday, and I know if you have him on again, he will do a, a... Hundred percent better. Pam, hey, we're He's scared to 100. death to talk
3: to Joe every day, so don't feel bad. Yeah, we don't like talking to him either. He makes us <laughs> yeah. nervous. Yeah,
5: He's but very- that's
0: somewhere.
1: That's something we could actually help with. I mean, there's tricks to doing this, and there's really no reason to be nervous, especially talking to a bunch of dum dums doing a podcast. You know, well, uh, and that no is something Ray, we could help though, coach him his- with.
5: Joe, so your name, I've seen oh. my whole life. Right. So when I hear those no big deal. (laughs) Well, to me it's like what? He's a celebrity mm. in
0: here. No, so no not. not really. No, not really. <laughs> not. No. I'm sitting in a basement right now looking at a chipmunk destroying my bushes. You're,
5: you're our celebrity. How about that? He's, okay, come
1: thank on. you. He's
0: a he's a pretend mayor of a fake town.
1: I mean, yeah. come on. You know, he, he's Joe is as normal as it gets. He's a normal guy with some weird quirks, but that's no reason to be nervous about him.
5: <laughs> well, and then, of course, I know Joe is for us. So
0: that helps. Well, I'm just, uh, I'm just well, for some for sanity. I'm, for, I'm just for some sanity in urban politics. We have a saying that the closer you get to the country's tallest buildings, the more likely you are to elect the type of people who John Thompson is, and I want to see that end.
5: Well, you know. and they, and you know what, Joe? I think that that's what they want. They want someone off their rocker. They want someone to show hatred. They want just loud and um, divisiveness. And when I say they, you know, I don't like to say all Democrats. I have friends that are Democrats. I, I don't think all are bad. But it's this new thing that, this new type of Democrat that we have. Right. And I St. Paul is turning into a crapple. It's, it's terrible. Um, I go on different, concert, uh, different pages on Facebook, different group pages that are more liberal, and I'm shocked. When John Thompson did this, a day later, I brought up it. I, I brought this up, thinking that people would think like me, and you know what? People liked it. They hmm. thought it was great.: well, They thought yeah. that, that he had every right to do that, and if you feel like he was talking to you, maybe you have a problem. That's how they twisted it.
0: Boy. That makes your job all the tougher.
5: Well, it is, but it's important, you know, I I'm going to be living here probably till I die, just like my mom and dad did this year. They both died in my mm-hmm. the house that I'm living in right now. Mm-hmm. And um I don't want to I and I love my neighborhood. We have great things going on in the East Side.
0: Well, as I I asked John, as I asked John, of course, do not give me your address, but what is the general area of the city in which you live?
5: I live north of Maryland Avenue um, in the Payne Phelan area. Sure, I know
0: it. I know it well.
5: Yes, and um, I. I have to say to everybody that says the East Side, I'm talking 30 years ago. I worked at Thomson Writers for 38 years, the Old West Publishing. Sure. Um, So I had a lot of people that I knew from, you know, all over, and they said, I'm talking 30 years ago, the East Side, that's terrible. No, it isn't. And I've had to defend the East Side my whole life.
0: (laughs) I've been defending it my whole life. Defending? Defending it, yeah. I went to school. Where did you go to high school?
5: I went to Johnson High School. So you're course. a
0: governor, huh? You're a governor. Oh yes. Yeah.
5: Very much so.
0: Mm-hmm. Were you? Were you? Uh, I. I'm, I'm gathering. I'm putting some math in my head, which is always dangerous. You must have been around for the great days of the Johnson hockey team.
5: Well, actually, I think it was a little. Bit, I graduated in '79.
0: Oh, for God's and, sakes! I'm sorry. You're much younger than I thought. Never mind. Yeah, I was thinking you might you. have dated back to the '60s how when dare you had.
5: You, Joe? no! I don't know I'm, how old you are either. Uh, but I'm old, I, baby. Old. <laughs> I'm old. But my sister is four years older than me, mm-hmm. and she was a cheerleader and everything. And mm-hmm. she, she, it was the hockey was really going on during right. her time.
0: Well, there's been uh, great demographic changes too to your neighborhoods.
5: Oh yeah, yeah. It, it is, and. Um, that's that's everywhere. Everywhere you go, there's demographic changes, and my all my neighbors are of different. Most of them are Hmong. Love them, love them. My neighbors are Cambodian. I've known them for thirty years. Great family. Um, yeah, I, I'm. I love the East Side. <laughs> even even the things that I complain about and hate. Mm-hmm. I can do that, but I don't want to hear anybody else just saying that.
0: Right. Well, Pam, you've got your work cut out for you, and uh, we wish you the best, and you're, you're doing the Lord's work, and uh, all the best to you. And, uh, I, I, uh, I, I, again, I, I think you've got a real chance here because your opponent is so off base.
5: Well, I'm hoping that, that, yeah, I'm hoping that the people that live on the east side think the same thing.
0: I do, too, but you've got to get the word out.
5: I know, I know, All right. Joe. All right. Well, we'll thank be in t- you. We'll, for, thank you. And I appreciate you having me on, and thanks for the conversation.
0: Thank you. We'll be in touch. All right.
5: Talk
7: to you later.
0: Thank you, Pam Tollerson, who is uh, helping John Strominger uh, maybe get a push start to his campaign because right now it's stalled. It's, it's not going anywhere, and it needs to go somewhere. And uh, – <clears throat> maybe they'll light a fire under john and off we go huh yeah
3: i think next time his go is going to be much improved mhm that's that's what i'm thinking
0: i think you're probably right i hope so i think so we we'll, uh we have a state fair memory today don't we reeves yes we do sir let's play that when we come back
2: okay but first i would love to tell you about what you got
3: the chill boys
2: uh- you got a problem with your flapper? Ain't going to happen with your
3: Chill Boys, There is. Where is it? I That's right there it. in the front. If you got a problem with the flapper, you better shut your yapper. That's right. <laughs> Chillboys.com. <laughs> Go
2: on their website and you can see their entire selection. Today, I am rocking the performance. Chill boy boxers right now, bro. Take a look. See what, are the, the what are the bones. short? Yeah. What
0: are the short ones? The short I don't one. like the ones that make me look like I'm wearing bicycle shorts. Yeah,
2: I think those are the bamboo. <laughs> the bamboo, uh, not the performance, but just the regular bamboo boxers. Yeah, some guys like that. I personally would prefer a little extra room in the. Uh, in the area. area. I yeah. stand yeah.
3: in front of the mirror for 20 minutes after I put those babies on. Yep. Okay. Just, Just lightly turning every angle, baby. Oh, Thanks God, for help the me. visual.
2: Chillboys.com and don't forget orders that are over $40 ship fast and free in the entire country of the United States of America. A great local Minnesota company that is loving their partnership here with GL. I've received a number of emails from satisfied people here and there and everywhere. Make your switch now. At Chill Boys brand on Twitter and chillboys.com. When you place your order, please, please, please let them know that you heard about it on the GL podcast. Do they
3: have extra small available? Ew.
6: University of Garage Logic, 98. College of Self-Esteem, zip, nada, nothing.
3: Here's Joe Suchere. Don't play the nipple bass, bro. Nipple bass, nipple bass. Right what right you got now? over there, Broski? <laughs> I do have. I just pulled up the GarageLogic.com website. Oh yeah, um, it is a new, revamped. Has a lot of energy on this website. More importantly, though, um, if you click on the GL Store icon, we've got some shirts available. We have Garage Logic gear. And all you need to do is click on the button, the drop down. There's the pushback. Uh, there's the uh, soft style T-shirt that's got the good luck on it, and the Garage Logic logo, a Suchi signature with Garage Logic. That's a black T-shirt. The other one's black, and GL pushback is a by the soft way soft
2: blue. The first day, I was informed that the GL logoed shirt. I believe we sold over a hundred shirts the first day that we launched this. Really? Yeah. I, I so I gotta get one because this is a limited. This is a limited a run of these shirts. Well, Do and we if you, even have them in stock yet? Are we
1: selling stuff that we don't even have?
2: No, we have know,
3: them or, in stock. But, yeah. so. but if you okay. keep scrolling down, yes, we've got the University of Garage Logic with the Fighting Stogie running, the Garage Logic podcast t-shirt, and the quarter zips and hoodies. Uh, you would be a, pro- a proud to wear. You got one on right now, Reeves. And
2: one of the one of the people emailed me and said, Why aren't you guys doing
3: your standard misspelled t-shirt of the year? Yeah. Also, if you're a CI girl, we have the CI girl. Uh, sh- uh, shirts available with the pink sleeves, and there's a grand, brand new Garage Logic podcast long sleeve for the gals. For the CI oh, yeah. girl in your family, you're talking about. This they one all I got come a right size. They yeah. all come a size
1: too small, right? Those CI girl shirts. Yeah, aren't we type, being baby. misogynistic?
3: Yes, Crabby Coffee We're Shop. The Tumbler with yeah. Kenny's fat face on it. And, but uh, but and keep in mind, the,
2: the State Fair t-shirts, this is a limited run. These aren't going to be available forever. So that's why you want to get them. While this would have been the run of the Minnesota State Fair in
3: Garage Logic. Uh Plus, the uh, I didn't see these. The special edition 21sters for ladies and for men. Cylinder Index T. This is great stuff. And normally you would be at the fair buying these t-shirts. But obviously we're not. But we're giving you a way to get them online. So go to garagelogic.com and click on the icon that says gl gear
0: dearest mayor i refer you to the podcast of wednesday aug 26 where 31 minutes in you read my email thank you by the way where i posed that the mysterians don't want to simply dispense with law enforcement but replace it with their own i invited you to call me a conspiracy theorist which you did that's fine. I can take it. Well, I called you, Bill, a conspiracy theorist in, in the in the jocular way of someone saying, call me a cab. Okay, you're a cab. <laughs> right. uh, I'm not a nut job, just a very concerned citizen with an understanding that poo-pooing history can lead to its repetition. I'm sorry, repetition. I now turn your attention to the podcast one day later, yesterday, at about 48.50, you say the only way that incidents of police mistakes can be prevented is no police force. You proceeded to ask, what will replace it? At fifty twenty, you say there will still be police with guns, uniforms, etc. And 30 seconds later, you observe that some new order will have to take place of that. And that's what we fear. And that's what we don't know. Are we both conspiracy theorists? Please take a moment to explain the difference between your fear and mine. God bless GL, Gumption County, and the USA, Bill. Bill lost us. Okay, I think I can. I've been saying that I think what the mysterious, I, I guess, Bill, you and I don't have a difference. I guess what I've been saying, not I guess, what I've been saying is that the, at the deepest corner of the mystery are people who believe that authority itself is but a novel construct of white patriarchy that it's a, it's a whimsical idea uh, dreamed up back in the day, and to the current Mysterian, authority represents oppression. Everybody with me so far? Yes. Yep. Yeah. And if authority represents oppression, then it logically follows that authority shall not be recognized or respected. It, it can be as a, a, a micro example, such as, uh, is it Emily Larson, who's the mayor of Duluth? Yes, is that her name? Yes. It, it can be such a micro example as the mayor of Duluth wishing for the word chief to never be used. <laughs> she she hid behind the idea that that might be offensive to Native Americans, and it is not, because she didn't know what the word meant. and. It suggested to me that it's not the word chief that she's worried about. It's the idea of there even being somebody who would be the head of something. The Mysterians don't see that. They don't see authority having a place. Now, here's where Bill and I joined. Uh, I don't want to call it a conspiracy theory because we're not conspiracy theorists. What I would call it is, what then will replace it? Because something must. You cannot have eternal chaos. So what will replace it is what we don't know will be the invention of the salon. What will replace police as we know it today? Because I I clearly believe the salon wishes to eliminate it. And in the, in the, uh, in, in the back of their mind is what they're eliminating is any responsibility to acknowledge authority. And they're learning this in the failed Academy. So therefore what will replace it? And that's, I'll conclude there. Uh, Bill and I will conclude. I, we don't know what will replace it,
7: That's but something scary. must. But That's
0: something must. But something must, or you'll have uh, uh, just uh, eternal mayhem.
3: But we have we, we have sort of a clue that whatever authority figure they replace it with, it's going to be a uh, it's going to be a dictatorship. Because they're not going to That's not a that's that's fair. Yeah. But what what be they what,
0: what they will want to do is replace authority with their own power to exercise what they will replace authority with. And we don't know what that is. You want to know how ingrained in the human spirit uh, the respect of authority is i'm not talking about race or gender or anything you know it, it's in it's ingrained in the human in human nature that for the order of civilization to proceed with some reasonable responsibilities you know how early that gets ingrained in your life two saint paul coppers saw me in the garage last night right around dinner time at, or at just shortly after dinner and stopped just to say hi one of them uh uh, Rooks a pal of Palliers, Tom Reese.
3: Yeah, great. Uh, great and they, ju- they
0: just stopped. And I said, what brings you to the neighborhood? And they said, oh, we just said stop and say hi. They no sooner pulled up than a four-year-old <laughs> raced out of my house and said, Papa, what did you do wrong? <laughs> <laughs> well, where do I start? <laughs> right. Okay, but think of that for a minute. Th- no one ever told her that. No one right. ever told her that. That was an instinctive knowledge. Go get Mimi. Yeah. And Mimi said, you just take him away. <laughs> yeah. Finally, but no, yeah. no, The larger point is, by repl- it'll be a, a, a Herculean task for the salon to replace authority. It's, it's part of human nature for there to be authority. And if authority is thought to be nothing but a novel construct— of old old, 200-year-old, 300-year-old white guys, then therefore it's invalid. And we intend to replace it. We just don't know what you intend to replace it with. I think there's probably 250 million Americans who will reject whatever it is you attempt to replace it with. Yeah. Yeah, And that's, that's the divide in the country right now.
1: It's why when you're driving down the freeway, speed limit 70, you're doing 70, you see a trooper up ahead on the median, what do you do? You slam on the brakes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> yeah, Skid marks and all. Though, <laughs> even though you know everything's cool. Yeah, Man, it's there's, been a, ingrained. It's there's been there. a cop
0: car parked on Hamlin, and they get me every day. I slam on the brakes the scooter only to realize there's nobody in the car. <laughs> <laughs> the light goes
3: on, <laughs> the monkey hits the button uh-huh yep. it, it works. works
0: yeah it really does
3: you know
2: I don't know why I just thought of this but d- did uh did sports think about you know when they all did their protest and whatever for whatever reasons when that's their choice Do they realize that they did that on the night that the RNC probably got their largest number ever yeah, I, I just right. I, I found that watch. yeah exactly I mean did, do you think that that ever entered their their thought going into that decision
0: what now, Reeve? I'm sorry. I was reading a new email that just came What's in. I'm sorry. What's coming up on the ride? What's what coming up on the ride? They
1: definitely helped with the numbers, Chris. Yeah. That has been brought up in the past. Uh, and by and the way, they helped with the numbers. How about my
2: gal, Christy Nome? I'm 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 in love with this woman. She's so fu- I wish she'd move here to run this state. I really do. What makes you think she'd get elected? That's a good point. God, you're right. She probably wouldn't. The Babylon- One note
1: on the RNC. Did you oh. guys see the protesters just screaming yes. the most foul oh. things they could possibly scream yep. at the people that were leaving the White House last night? My God.
2: Including
3: a Democrat from Georgia. Right. What? What is... Uh, the Babylon Bee is reporting that the uh, brilliant Trump puts himself on all postage stamps, forcing Democrats to push for abolishing the United States Postal Service. <laughs> and let we me clarify:
2: uh, the Babylon Bee is satire. Satire, yes. So, satire. Let me uh, yeah.
0: let me get it on the public record. Yes, sir. Uh, that uh, I was uncomfortable with the setting of Trump's remarks last night. I don't know what gives him the right uh, to use the white house it struck me as a little bit too eastern european for my liking uh,
3: you're not you're not gi- gi- giving him the
2: covid well yeah i mean what was he don't you think given the conditions of
0: right now that, that was okay well why does he get to use the white house he's the president think, sir well but we own that house that's the public's house
3: uh mm. if it were filling
0: in for john height today
1: right. no, no no i can
3: see I, I can see that also being flipped if the other party would have been in office during these times i
0: you're absolutely right you th- how, how do you think it would have stood if obama used the white house are you kidding me there would have been outrage
3: okay but
0: that's all i'm not done his okay. remarks uh, uh i could understand his remarks in fact, I thought many of them were well-spoken.
3: thought it was a pretty good speech.
0: Fox News even ripped his speech thinking it was too flat, too hmm. dull. I, all I'm going on record is I'm uncomfortable with the setting. I'm uncomfortable with the setting and, and uh, there's nothing I can do about it now. It's come right. and gone. Well, then let me ask like you. Said, it, go ahead, Katie. go ahead, Chris.
2: But I was going to say in the age of in the age of COVID, Joe, what was the alternative?
0: Well, COVID had nothing to do with it. There was no COVID precautions during that speech. There was no social distancing. But, there was no mask. The in the alternative, he would have had to do what Biden do. Go rent a hall someplace. All right. I, it'll really be a bummer if we find out he billed the Republican party for the use of the White House.
3: Because he's living there, it's, he's. They rented the White House from yeah. me. I rented the from White me. House from myself. <laughs>
1: See, I still believe that he's the world's greatest troll of the Democratic Party, and mm-hmm. uh, I, I think that was one of the greatest uh, trolling jobs ever. Well,
0: well you upset. It, it, it's it's it's. I found it unnerving. Uh, I I I guess uh, I guess maybe I hold a minority view in that. Uh, maybe I'm overreacting but i just oh, find i've seen I found that reaction everyone. elsewhere it just, yeah.
1: just hasn't been from people who think sane, sanely.
3: was it weird mm-hmm. yes did it irk me to was i upset about it you know what in this day and age i'm not surprised by anything i'm not surprised yeah. by any political- yeah
0: that's a, that's a reasonable way to look at it yeah that's a reasonable way to look at it dear joe last time i wrote i urged you to introduce kendall qualls to garage logicians I was grateful, yet not surprised, that you conducted an interview with Kendall, who is a black American who unites rather than divides. Next, my intention was to send you a thank you note carefully written on a Kendall campaign postcard. You would have admired the stamp on the right-hand corner in my tidy penmanship. Sadly, though, since you took a reprieve from the Hubbard building, I do not know how to address... Uh, the uh, the address for your man- mansion that Marjorie spoke so highly of a few years uh, it's back. It's
3: 4215 <laughs> Maine, and he's over there on Smith.
0: Perhaps Rookie, whom I've missed, will share your specific whereabouts with your growing audience unless you really are above the boathouse on Spoon Lake. That's where I am. I'm on, the, I'm the, on a serious note, I humbly attempt the following link. Currently, events cause you to broadcast from your elusive address, connect us to the delightful success of the GL podcast. Although COVID-19 news has confused us more than clarified a trust in a higher being. You and your crew have attempted accurate reports and provided a few laughs. As a veteran home educator, I often worried last spring about most families' unexpectedly long-distance learning. However, my own children, accustomed to learning from home, made me laugh daily when they followed a cough with perfect health. (laughs) Along came the month of George Floyd, and you were likely even happier to be away from the tallest buildings. But your show unwaveringly offered common sense deep in the seat of Gumption County. Garage Logic may be metaphorical, but GL Culture will not be canceled. GLers embrace refreshing cold beers in the garage with good friends, high cylinder indexes, domestic associates, children, and great living Americans. Led by a mayor who preaches ethical clarity, GL boasts fine citizens like Kendall Qualls and the Reverend Tim Christopher who believe in moral police, moral behavior, and a moral America. And so, Mr. Mayor, I resort to this email rather than utilizing your post office, but I hope you will rule this letter as an appropriate thanks. More appropriately, may it be a ray of hope we can all use some lately julia thank you julia great email julia is a julia is a big fan of the show i met her a couple of years ago at the fair julia is the one who we had to wish a happy birthday to last week because her daughter who's been forced to listen to the show uh, <laughs> said her mother would be greatly pleased with that nice thank you julia
3: if you have something to send to Joe, just send it to 3415 university avenue st paul minnesota 55114 he has a mailbox, and we'll just do a, a mail drop at his house. I'll bring it over. And uh, yeah, by the way, that mailbox that's over there, because you know Joe hasn't been in the building since March. Oh yeah, yeah oh, she's a full. little full. Well, I should clean it out and bring it over. Ruck. Yeah, do that. Please. I will. I will. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I already did my task for the week by getting Marjorie on, so you're gonna have to wait for your mail till next week. That's, that's right.
0: That's fresh. Right. You did your one assignment. Got it. You? Yep. All right. Uh, Say, Garage Logic. will be back just shortly.
4: Where are we? Holy cow! Here we go.
6: <laughs> well,
0: Patrick.
6: Yes, what you waiting oh. for?
0: Patrick, I'm sorry about Michael.
6: Well, uh, he was a beauty. Uh, He learned to be goofy from the master, my old man. And uh, (laughs) I was thinking about it yesterday. I knew about all the stuff that Richard did, but Mm -hmm. Michael actually was a co-conspirator because Michael and... Dickie Overlees, his running mate, basically had to pull off many of these scams. They were, you know, Michael was five years older than me. He was trained by the old man to do stuff. And then I came along and really had no interest in manual labor. So it was just just much easier to make Michael do it. So. uh, And Michael and Overlees, if... If he wanted to stain the Des Moines River to get walleye out of there, and on, the, on the presumption that uh, <laughs> that he was stocking for the lake, Overley's yeah. and my brother were running the nets. and yeah. You know, if they oh, if they were gonna get uh, sneak into a cornfield uh, about two feet from the game warden's office in a blizzard to shoot. 500 mallards jumping up the cornfield <laughs> it was my brother and overlays that were with them you know well so michael was... michael
0: made it to 80 which was he his wish and he's, he has passed now
6: yes he died he, he uh, i talked to him on his 80th birthday he sounded terrible he was complaining that the uh doctor that he'd seen three weeks earlier told him to get his Effects in order, yeah. <laughs> and Michael said hey, that guy had a bleeping lousy bedside manner, but he was right. <laughs> you know, yeah. Michael, he was. He was. He, he also oh. had it right. But uh,
0: are you I, Michael? were you michael and your sister adopted yeah we're all adopted okay right? yeah okay, uh, michael
6: yeah. was the first and yep. then i came along five years later and then five and a half years later and then they decided that uh they wanted a girl and they got meg they got and meg. meg went at uh age 50 with M- ms and right. had, a, had a terrible time but i i was thinking
0: meg you know used to write me letters i've told you that yes she, she wrote she was concerned about you and and uh, you took care of that, so mm-hmm. Meg was yes, happy.
6: Yes, yes. Well, I I was trying to think of the ultimate Michael Ricey story. Yeah. And I, this is it. He okay. was a good track guy. You know, he was fast. He was a yep. good sprinter. Might even made the state if he didn't smart, start smoking Luckies at fifteen. <laughs> yeah. Slow down a that step. One, that didn't help. Slow down a step. <laughs> but the big track event down there was the Howard Wood relays at in Sioux Falls at the the Augustana facility there, and the track, right. and there'd be a, it'd be a carnival, and Michael's Michael was over there with the full the track team, and Darwin Dime was the track coach, and he gave Michael the keys to go out to the van, right? Mm-hmm. The key, his school keys to go out to the van, and Michael saw that there was a a, a key shop across the street oh there, my right? God. Uh, oh so, wow! So he took Darwin's keys over there and had keys made to get into the school, yep. and uh, so he and his buddies, and they'd go in there and get the they'd get the uh, you know the Xerox copies of the of the test when they right were, out it, of Animal right House. Right, yeah, right. <laughs> right them, yeah, Animal House might have known him. Yes, he, they had the test. That's the only way. He was a guy who would have changed a D minus to a D plus. That's my kind of guy. <laughs> <It's like laughs> Michael, Michael jumped out of you. the dumpster
0: saying, "I got it! I got <laughs> yes, <found> the test!" <laughs> he got the test, and
6: it wasn't that he was dumb; he just had no interest. Right, right. You know? right. Playing cards, oh. shooting pool, playing sports—that interest describes in him. The old man. Started a restaurant, the Dixie. That cost him another ton oh of money. God. He urinated away another pile of money on that <laughs> one. From about fifty six to fifty eight, down in this old building that he owned down, down Fulda. Well, downstairs in the basement, <laughs> the that, Dixie. The Dixie. I don't know. <laughs> Sounds why. like a really cool joint. Why the hell was it called we, the Dixie? For all Dixie? I know, we had a Confederate flag in here. I don't <laughs> know, but. <laughs> but <you> know. <laughs> But for three years, the basement of that was basically the official card room of Fulda High School. My brother and his buddies played cards in there (laughs) every night, all summer. And it wasn't necessarily poker. It was 500 and back. High stakes? We're yeah. talking high stakes? Well, they play for some money. Yeah, yeah they play for some money. But but probably guys in their early 20s, you know, guys like Matt McConaughey and Days and oh, yeah, yeah. confused all the way down to the high school guys. They were, there were two tables of card games going in there every night. And the old man had come down and try to roust them once in a while but they they were like rats they came back man they were down there all the time so. anyway he was uh he was quite the character did you see the uh golf i tweeted out this golf story because pat thompson reminded me of this pat thompson who worked for me with me for years at the right. st paul paper and michael were playing augie and i in a match out at edenvale which yep. is bent creek now and uh I missed it, about my third short putt on number eight and, hooked threw, a two inch and putt. threw my putter up in the air. I just whirled it up in the air, and it stuck in the tree. Yep. <laughs> and it stayed up in the tree, and we were all looking up in the tree, and they, we found it, and it was obvious it was going to stay up there. And Michael said to Pat Thompson, he said, we're in trouble now because <laughs> the putter wasn't going to fall down. And I wouldn't be able to use it as a weapon Uh-oh. anymore. Yeah. So he was uh, he was a beauty.
0: One time I threw a club in the tree and I borrowed Denny Lean's clubs to throw it up to throw Danny Lean's clubs up. To, up there yeah, too. and Danny Lean finally realized, wait a minute,
6: stop <laughs> throwing my clubs! Yeah, we were, uh, you know, I didn't really want to, you know, my value of clubs I didn't like, I didn't even want it back, so I put right. it with a two iron or something the rest of the day.
0: Pat, I assumed last night when I turned on the Twins game, that they were having a weather delay. I even went to the radar and saw, oh yeah, it's raining, and uh, I did not know that they had uh, uh, called and, the game and, off. Uh,
6: and uh, I think, well, how many Baseball games got played about three, right? Yeah, three I mean, or four. What's surprising is Milwaukee played a doubleheader, right. but they had, they had post- protested the, the night before. They had canceled the yeah. day before. Apparently they're going to play today. I've checked, but uh, they might get. I saw flash flood warnings in Detroit, so uh, they might get rained out. Too, Are they I doing don't. the 2 7 inning game deal today? Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, they're doing mm-hmm. the 2 7 inning. When were they going to start? Four or something? I, no, I 30. thought earlier than that. I thought. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. The first one might get. uh they might end up only playing one because uh it's supposed to be uh rainy as hell there this morning they got a little bit of apparently that uh lightning we had at uh, whatever morning that one whatever time that four o'clock four o'clock this morning might been hitting detroit here i don't know mm-hmm.
0: what's new in the world of sports anything we need to know <laughs> well, not last night not, not much not much not much.
6: i uh pointed this out on twitter and i heard uh, you say the same thing uh good night to not you know black lives matter right Yep. Right. who's the number one opponent of black lives matter in America the 45th president of the United States Gee. Donald Trump mm-hmm. so let's not play any sports so everybody can go watch Trump's making speak <laughs> right. Right. that was uh, that was brilliant thinking so mm-hmm. I I avoided it but uh, I'm sure that uh, I'm sure that he got a higher uh,
3: rating yes he did mm-hmm
0: well, I'm I'm being held in some suspicion, Pat, because I didn't like the setting of the speech. I think it's unprecedented that a sitting president used the White House for his acceptance nomination. Mm. Well, uh, what are you going to do?
6: But I think the protesters liked it because that's a good area to gather, right? Oh yeah, outside. they were there. You right. Get them outside, yeah. Right. right. Rand Paul's trying to pretend like his life was in danger walking back to the hotel. They were they were just calling him a few filthy names. That's okay. <laughs> Sticks well, we're all used to that. You know, I've been there for protests. I was uh, last year. Oh, that's right. You you were yeah, right. By, by yeah. Hanging
2: out with the Antifa folks. What was, right. your, what was your question to the gal at the Walgreens when
6: you were buying Good a luck Coke? To I Coke? No, I said oh. the, the Antifa gal, a young gal, was standing behind me, and it was a hotter nail that day. It was like 90, and I said... Who won the protest, (laughs) ma'am? Because it was was the Roger Stone people. Who won the protest today, ma'am? And she said, I don't think anybody's going to win a protest until we get rid of all the fascists. And she looks at me, a... Fat seventy-three-year-old white guy <laughs> thinking I'm one of them, and I said, "Well, you be sure to hydrate. It's hot out." There, right? <laughs> be sure to hydrate. <laughs> but uh, yeah, not going. I think I think we'll be back in uh, force this weekend, though. Where uh, I think everybody's good. Gonna... I see the uh, is the NBA said it's going to play. The NHL took two days off. Of yeah, the that. NBA
2: has announced that they're. Gonna is the
6: resume. NHL not playing again tonight then? Because they said two days. I don't know. I don't. Know. I think they played two nights ago. I'll be honest,
2: once the Wilds got eliminated, I haven't really been paying much attention. to Well, you've
6: you got a long time to not pay attention. We're still in the, what? Second round, right, Joe? Oh, really? I think we're still I, in just I tweet, the just
0: round. I, I tweeted the other night. That's changed my tweeting. I'll never do yeah. it again. I tweeted the other night about, gee, I'm really going to miss those two NBA games that got canceled. And, and, and I said, who's playing? It was merely, it was yeah, taken sure. wrong. It sure. was taken wrong. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and I took it down. You were
6: just saying you don't have much interest in the NBA. Well,
0: in all of the bubble, I would have said the same thing had the NHL announced it. You know, mm-hmm. And people are telling me, well, you wouldn't have said that about golf. Well, I don't think that's analogous. <laughs> You uh, I I don't you I were really expressing
6: don't it, your own level of interest, I think. I,
2: that's all you?
0: I was doing.
3: A yes. student yes. of the game, right? Yes. A student of of the, of the game. and
2: in your defense you basically called these uh revamped playoffs folly from the get go.
0: I think the whole seasons are nothing but a large asterisk. Uh, I they, they did it for a money grab and the bubble stuff ain't working for me as a, that, as a fan.
6: Now that we got her going again up in Europe too, we gotta we gotta think the false surge might uh, might be reality too. Oh um, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. uh because yeah. somehow this sneaky little virus that big ocean can't stop them I don't know what well, you'd think those little bugs and say yeah this is too far to fly ocean, i'm not <laughs>
3: stop it I'm not going over there <laughs>
6: oh. I want to be able to see it well That's we've my said goal. that. I should <laughs> too chunks of chunks, uh, chunks of corona chunks <laughs> of corona spray the air with some kind of a thing that Colors. Like a blue light or something yeah, yeah, that, like that. Okay, it shows it to you. You want to spray hydroxychloroquine in the air <laughs> yes, and have right, it be visible? Right. Yeah. Well, I go in the pool every uh, about every three days and drink a few mouthfuls of that chlorine, <laughs> so that, that keeps me healthy. <laughs> but, but not everybody's got a chlorine-filled. Pool. That's, right. that's right. That's, that's right. right. Yeah. That's right. So if you want to come over and have a drink, come on over. Uh, <laughs> All right. You know. Thank you, need thank to you be Patrick. Safe. All right. <laughs> to you.
0: Thank you, and God bless, Michael. Yes, sir. All right. Thank you. Everybody. We're going be, to be back with our scramble.
6: It's campaigns. Oh, okay, that didn't work too well, did it? <laughs> uh,
3: take two on that one, okay, Patrick Gracie is
6: We're doing this not only for the listeners to Garage Logic, but for Correct. posterity, right? Correct. It's campaign season, and here come the negative ads. The biggest negative ad is the one coming from your insurance company. Talk about negative. Captive insurance agencies increase your premium every six months. The Canopy Group is an independent insurance agency. We only offer 12-month policies, not six-month policies that can increase premiums twice a year. At the Canopy Group, we promise to give clients the best coverage for the best price year after year. Our annual review guarantees it. We have 16 companies and 30 professionals. So as your needs change, we'll make sure to conduct a thorough review of your home and auto insurance with all 16 companies. We'll do the shopping for you. When you receive that next insurance premium in the mail, remember you deserve options. Vote for the Canopy Group. To vote for the Canopy Group and to get a quote on your home and auto insurance, call 800-967-3389 or visit thecanopygroup.com. Finally, thank God
3: today is Friday.
1: It's the scramble!
2: It is the scramble and it's brought to you by our friends from Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits, the official refueling station of Garage Logic, Hiawatha. And 42nd in South Minneapolis, Highway 61 and 4th Street, because of course we own Highway 61 here in GL. And don't forget about their ordering menu online, flat $5.99 fee. If you live inside the 694-494 loop, Elevated will ship that product right to your front door or place of business. And while you're there, check out Harmony Spirits.
3: Elevated. Muscle strong, like this muscle. I had
2: a a little bourbon with the ginger ale last night as I sat on the back patio. It was absolutely spectacular. A lot of GLers have been stopping in the tasting room, and I know uh, we're going to get... the the oldest kid you used to have, Joe, a little bit of that rum because he is a what did you call him? A rum snob? He's aficionado. 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 So make sure you go onto their Twitter account too and register because uh Harmony is giving away a bottle every single month throughout the rest of the year to a lucky subscriber. So check them out. Their products are handcrafted, made right here in Minnesota, and they are very proud to support the Garage Logic Podcast Harmony Spirits. On Twitter as so well.
3: it's Friday. It's 11 o'clock when we've recorded this. Yeah. So I might be done working for the day. So oh. me, and, me and Harmony might have to have a little chit-chat.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Only because they come to us every day from Mumbai, India, courtesy of our friend Tom Lyman. It's on this date in Minnesota's history. And on this date in 1977, August 28th. Lake City's Ralph Samuelson died. Does anybody know why Ralph Samuelson Lake City, was Ralph famous? Ralph
3: Samuelson. Mm-hmm. Mm, anybody know why? sounding familiar, but I don't have no. quick enough Google fingers. Ralph
0: was the father of water skiing. In 1922, oh. Samuelson successfully tested water skis on Lake Pepin, having fashioned the skis by boiling and curving the tips of boards purchased in a local lumber yard so what he did is steam the steam the wood to get the tips to point up uh probably strapped his feet to it with some kind of leather uh apparatus and off he went water skiing and he's thought to be the first ever ralph samuelson died on this day in 1977 that was in 1922 when he tested wow, it the water was good.
3: skis 55 year run
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. say the only you guys kenny, got me mike. thinking kenny or mike what about Kenny's
3: oh. uh
1: Suge, what I said was I'd love to know what boat he used. He was Wouldn't that be something? To, he was the first guy to say, hit it! Hit it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. Hit
0: it. You guys got me thinking with this uh, news of Harmony and Elevated. Yes, sir. Uh Well, nothing would go better with that than a big load of stuff from Grunhofer's old-fashioned meats. Oh, you ain't kidding. The brats, the steaks, the burgers, the sliders, you name it, uh...
3: You know what we're doing tonight at the Mikulski Backyard? It's fire pit night, and I bought them. My last run, I bought, it was the whiskey brats. I don't remember. It's whiskey peppercorn. Oh. Only had half of them. Froze them. This is the beauty of Grunhofer's. You can freeze those brats, and then at the ready, take them out, and you might have them two weeks later, three weeks later, whatever the case may be, and they still taste delicious.
0: Okay, we're not ending right now. I'm not done telling you about the splendors of Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo. It's right on the north end of Hugo on Highway 61. Uh, The turnout of GLR's has been so overwhelming that Spencer's adding on 2,500 additional square feet to keep making these glorious products like the meatloaf and the ever-changing variety of wonderful brats. It's all there for your weekend pleasure. It's all there for your week-long pleasure. At Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats at the north end of Hugo... Uh, and I can't recommend it highly enough. Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats at the North End of Hugo. Boys, we're not going to be uh, ending right now.
3: Do you no. want to know what else we're doing this weekend, or no?
0: No, I'm going to tell you that if, no. if this works according to this texting I've been receiving, uh, Jennifer Carnahan, the head of the Republican Party in Minnesota, could be calling us uh, momentarily. Okay. And and I, I think we uh, owe it to ourselves, and to uh, John Strominger and to Jennifer Carnahan uh, to bring her on, and let's see what she has to say about the this race, uh, District 67A in St. Paul. Uh, I, I hope that uh, I, her people have said, do you want Jennifer on right now? I said, yes, that number I gave you. So they have the studio number. Okay. And we'll give it a moment here. I'm monitoring it as we speak. While we dream of Grunhoffers and EcoFun. And we should and also
2: make a quick mention. Rook was talking about GarageLogic.com and buying the State Fair T-shirts. We're gonna end the show with a great State Fair memory in GL. And th- oh, this, this was great one of point. my first uh times working with you guys. I was back in the studio running the board because angie was out at the fair with you trying to help mm. sharon jones get set up with a microphone and then marjorie interviewed sharon jones at the state fair I what, we're gonna do, yeah. Yeah. what we're going to do what
0: we're going to do is provide that as a bonus part of today's gl podcast yeah. we'll, we'll end the gl podcast conventionally and then uh, stay tuned keep listening because we'll be bringing up that tremendous state oh. fair highlight.
3: I think throughout the uh, the next week we should offer you know just some highlights. a virtual Garage Logic State Fair with yep. whatever. Boy, I wish we had the um, I wish we had the audio. This was that it was my predecessor that was the producer at the time. But that was the uh, the big fat uh, pig that farmer.
0: Oh, I love that. Remember guy. the guy
3: that just nodded? <laughs>
0: that would be a hell of a
3: yep. Yeah, I I don't have access to that, but that that was just. That's a great memory of you trying to interview that guy when he just nodded and okay. he said, "You gotta, yep. you gotta give me something to work with here, Art, Elmer. Art,
0: you gotta help me. Yeah. Uh, you, you gotta answer <laughs> the questions. And uh, how much food does this take, uh, Elmer?" And he just kind of nod quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You His wife
1: have The looked- highlight uh, where the band was playing to close out the uh, day's events, and I was throwing, I can't remember what I was throwing. It was either cookies Sweet or french fries. Yeah, it was Sweet uh, Martha's. On stage. I'm
3: trying yeah. to belt out corn dog blues, and he's throwing cookie <laughs> crumbs in my mouth.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and
3: I You have guys the keep picture.
0: talking. I'm still working You're on
1: fine. This. Yeah, right. you got. I have the uh, picture, actually, that was taken backstage um, by your wife, uh, Mrs. Reaver's. Of uh, me, uh, uh, how do I put this? Uh, prepping for the broadcast. Yes. Oh, okay. I yes. think getting so my nerves, yeah. nerve getting your
2: notes, out. notes together. And yeah. I believe and- uh, your response to that photo to me personally, Kenny, was:
1: if you make that your profile picture, <laughs> I will bleeping kill you. <laughs> and uh, you know what? I almost tweeted it the other day. Yeah. And uh, I, I thought up a lie to spin around it so I wouldn't get in trouble by management. And I just decided, you know what? They've been hearing my lies since uh, the the late 80s, actually, and uh, they wouldn't believe the lies, so I'm not going to tweet that photo and let them.
3: You know what I miss right now the most? free food mancini's running yeah. over yeah. I knew it. I mancini's knew it. <laughs> running over o'gare bringing down a reuben uh the blue barn coming oh. over with some good stuff giggles i mean it's well, just we, andy's you, grill my we god had
2: the regular rotation of all the faces we would see it was so
3: much fun it was i missed the food and this can I'm i really, explain
0: something to you about, about the food? i i've been texting with a guy named john uh john tomzak is it John tomzak jack tomzak who is uh uh
3: He's involved in the now,
0: now, I said, Jack, I need to know. Uh, we're, we're trying to end the show, but we'll be glad to continue it if she can come on right now. And he says, I'm working on it. She's not standing right next to me. So I texted back, we're ending the show. Do you want to make it solid for Monday? And he said, yes, please. So I will arrange this over the weekend. Nice. And we will have Jennifer Carnahan, the head of Minnesota's Republican Party, on with us Monday. How does that sound?
3: Wonderful. Under my I direction, I approve of you uh, <laughs> booking these your own guests for your own Garage Logic podcast.
0: <laughs> that has become the new norm. Hasn't yeah, it
3: really has. Well, I'm getting a
2: phone call right now to the studio line. Oh, oh. and answer
0: it. Let's find out.
1: And let the record show it's ten after eleven when we're recording this. And Such demanded that we be
3: done she's at ten on.
1: fifty-five.
3: Yes. Do you want to go right now, Joe? Sure. She's here. Right. she's here. All right. Under my direction, this is the way I produce the show. As Thank take you. <laughs> Jennifer Anderson, is ready, Mr. Let's go then. Jennifer ready.
0: Hi, Jennifer.
7: Hi. How are you?
0: Jennifer Carnahan. How are you? Welcome to Garage Logic. We we have been trying to reach you uh, to get your thinking about uh, the Republican candidate who is challenging John Thompson in Legislative District St. Paul, 67A, the east side of St. Paul, a guy named John Strominger. We interviewed him, and the most charitable way I can say it is that he doesn't seem fully prepared for the complexities of, of modern politics. Are, are you aware of John Strominger? Uh,
7: we, are, we are a bit familiar with him. You know, it's... I will say this, in districts that are very deep blue, it is oftentimes challenging for the Republican Party to get people to step up to run in those races. I experienced that myself in 2016 when I ran for state senate in Senate District 59, the Mm -hmm. fourth most liberal district in the state. I had no chance of winning, right? Mm -hmm. But I was motivated by different reasons and stepped up to the plate. But that's not always the case. right? And at the end of the day, based on what we're seeing around the country and our state with what happened on Nicollet Mall, with what went on in front of Bob Cole's house, with what I witnessed leaving the White House last night of people assaulting and accosting us as we were leaving the White House. right? Uh, any candidate that's not a Democrat at this point is a good one.
0: Well, and it seems he has, a, he has great material to mine by taking on John Thompson's, whose, whose behavior is so erratic that I can't believe the Democratic Party is continuing to allow him to be on the ballot.
7: Well, they allowed Keith Ellison to stay on the ballot and get yeah. elected to, Minnesota elected him to attorney general after there was a video that came out of him physically abusing his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Uh, last night outside the White House, these Black Lives Matter protesters, put up a guillotine, and put a life-size body of President Trump and chopped his head off.
4: Mm-hmm. And then
7: when we were walking out of the White House, we're threatening to rape women. We're screaming uh, very profane things at 9-year-old children. Mm-hmm. We're throwing bikes and scooters in our way. I mean, this is this is abhorrent. This is appalling, and there's just no place for it in our country anymore. And I, I'm sorry, but I'm very fired up about it. I'm very upset because of what we just went through because we believe and support someone in our president. No one should ever have to feel unsafe or be treated that way or be in these physical circumstances because they're leaving an event where they're hearing the leader of their country speak. There's no excuse for it. No excuse at all.
0: Is there anything you intend to do to get the party behind Strominger in order to help him?
7: You know, he is our Republican candidate on the ballot. We... As a party, support all of our Republican candidates that win primary races, and provide them the resources that they will need to run effective campaigns and tools. Um, and then we'll do some expenditures from the party as well.
0: He doesn't even have—he doesn't even have yard signs.
7: Well, I can't buy his yard signs for him. <laughs> He's right, going to have to right. go raise money to buy right. his own yard signs and put together right. his campaign team.
0: But I would think, as a as a as a state party, you'd be terribly interested in this rare opportunity for somebody with even some inkling of conservative thinking this is a great big softball being thrown over the plate for you this this thompson shouldn't be that hard to defeat
7: you know i'd have to go look at the numbers of that district but i don't believe it's a strong republican district i think well, of course it is it's a district for us to win yeah so it's you know i think the misnomer that people assume a lot is just because you have a bad candidate on the left means you can automatically beat them, and it's not that simple. Right. You know, Ilhan Omar is probably the worst candidate in the country, let's be honest. The likelihood right. of us beating her on November 3rd is going to be very difficult, even though we've got probably the strongest candidate we've ever had in Lacey Johnson
4: mm-hmm. running against her. Same mm-hmm. thing
7: when I ran in 16. It was an 85-15 Democrat district. I got 22.5%. I mean, that's great, but I had to work incredibly hard just to get that many more percentage points, and it didn't even come close still. So they can make all the mistakes they want to. They can be vitriolic. They can be divisive. And they do, and they are, and they will continue to do it, especially in these safe blue seats. But you know what? It may not be just about the one seat. We're going to hold them accountable statewide and nationwide. And we're not going to stand for it. And because of actions like this, we are going to ensure we're delivering our president another four years. We're going to deliver the states, Jason Lewis, on november 3rd and we're going to flip congressional seats and we're going to keep our majority in the senate and flip back the house because the people of minnesota are not going to stand for what's going on in our state and country
0: well please give strominger a look please and uh we'll stay in touch with
3: you and one more jennifer this is a rookie here um if the president is ever available and he's coming to Minnesota, we would love to have him on as a guest in Garage <laughs> Logic. So I know you are very we will, powerful.
7: We will put forward the request, absolutely.
3: Excellent. And when are you going to run for Senate?
7: <laughs> right now, my goal is on delivering our 10 electoral votes to President Trump on November 3rd.
3: Copy that.
0: All right. Thank you, Jennifer Carn- uh, Carnahan. Thank you. Take care. All right. Well, that I, I, I'm not hopeful that Strominger is even on the state's radar.
3: Uh, so basically what, what the, the full disclosure is is where w- Republicans are willing to give up that district because it's so, what did she call it, so blue? Blue. Yeah. yeah. Well. You know what her history is? Hmm. On November eleventh, nineteen 1976, Carnahan was left on the back doorstep of a rural hospital in South Korea. Five months later, she was adopted by a Minnesota family and she graduated from Osseo in 95. Mm-hmm. Wow. She got her master's of business uh, from the Carlson School of Management. Mm-hmm. Well, wow. she's, she's living. She's the, got the street the dream. Yeah, That's
2: the American dream. That's the American mm-hmm. dream right there. Yeah. Well, uh, That's, you know what? That story that, proves once again why this is a great country. The greatest country in the world. Yep.
0: Well, but that doesn't do much to help Strominger. That's no, it's going to have to be. Uh, I think we've done what we can do. And we'll be glad to uh, – uh, uh, Rook, make a note and book Lacey Johnson for the show, uh, Omar's opponent.
3: Got it, Lacey Johnson. I believe that's his name. Yep. Yeah, let's, yes. have, him on. Oh, let's, under let's all. have him on. It's Underall.
0: That's Underall. No, that's that's from uh, Caddyshack, that's right. Lacey Underall. Uh, we're talking about Lacey Johnson.
3: That's right, Lacey Johnson. I knew, I knew you weren't going to be able to You can't hear the name yourself. Lacey and not finish it with underall.
0: I can, I can. but uh, You're a professional, I'm not. You can't, you're I'm not, not a professional. professional. No, no, you're no
3: you're not. we're
0: yeah. a dum Okay, but remember, stay tuned, uh, because uh, following the traditional closing of today's show, we're going to give you that wonderful State Fair highlight of Sharon Jones and Marjorie Johnson meeting each other. There could not have been two more opposite characters in the history of the human race, and it was just delightful.
3: Excellent. All right, we're going to also promote our PodMN app on your smartphone if you're looking for other podcasts. Like the Fret Club, Roycey's uh, podcast, Table Talk, other Garage Logic back episodes available at PodMN on your smartphone or on your computer, podmn.com. That's podmn.com. This is Garage Logic, our virtual Minnesota State Fair. Here's Marjorie meeting the late, great Sharon Jones. Hi,
0: Marjorie. Hi, Joe. Now, Marjorie, we have a special guest. Uh huh. You are the first guest, right, of course, right. because that's tradition. That's tradition, yeah. But uh, you tell me when you're ready, Rook. Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings are at the Line and Kugel stage tonight. Bring up Sharon Jones, please. She had to arrive early. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Hi, Sharon. How you doing? Good. Now, Angie will help you with a headset.
8: I thought you left Lee. What you doing back here? Oh yeah. Listen, baby Oh yeah. my god.
0: Who's Lee, Sharon? Mean,
2: Lee?
8: That's Lee Fields.
0: <laughs> take her, take it down. <laughs> Sharon, I'm really uh, thrilled to meet you. This is Marjorie. Hi, Jackson. Marjorie.
8: How you doing? I'm doing real yes, good. Thank you're right you. yeah.
0: Marjor- Marjorie's a, a champion baker at oh, the State Fair. Okay. But Sharon, you are a champion funk blues, whatever this is. What is it? It is fantastic. It, we call it um, soul
8: funk R and B. Yes. And you're from
0: Augusta, Georgia. I was born in Augusta, but I've been raised in New York. Right. Mm-hmm. You didn't pay any attention to James Brown when you were a kid. Oh yes, did I did. did you? I, yeah,
8: yeah. I paid a lot of attention
0: to James Brown. Yeah. <laughs> What, uh, are you, is this one of those 30-year overnight successes?
8: No, it took more like 52 years, I would say. Yeah? Yeah. Um, But I I think things start happening to me like 12 years ago, really. Okay. I I had to hit 40, you know. Did you put the Dap Kings together? Well, actually, the Dap Kings was sort of together in in 12 years ago as the um, sole providers. Oh, okay. And that's when Lee Fields came in. So I I came in to do background for him. Right. And I end up. Now being the head um, leader of, of the... Will
0: the Dap Kings be with you tonight? Yes, they will. Now, did they also
8: work with Amy Winehouse? They was the one that worked with Amy. No. I didn't work with Amy. No, no. you don't want to work
0: with Amy. No. you got your own thing.
8: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, but I think um, Amy said I inspired her a lot. You know, really? Just coming up with this new oh. R&B stuff, so... Yeah. Uh, is this your first time in Minnesota? Yes, it is. It's beautiful. Oh, I'm glad yeah. to be here. Yeah. 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 Hey, y'all. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I just had a, a a little hog on the log thing over here. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Now, will you? What kind of set will you do tonight? Oh,
8: <sighs> well, um, hey, our set. Yeah. It's just a funky set. That's what I call a little funky. Y'all, if y'all dare, make sure you got some dancing
0: shoes. Yeah. Don't be shy. You have some more Sharon to give people an example. We play your music on the show all well, the thank time. Thank you, yeah. thank you. Yeah. yeah.
3: My, you might do my this. personal. Huh? This is my personal yeah. favorite. Uh,
0: yeah. Uh, you can sing along if you want.
8: You just want the lip sync.
3: You know this song, Marjorie? I don't no. think she thought that one. <laughs> no. <laughs> listen to her, listen to her, Marjorie. She's going to start singing. Okay. Just like right, a bird, now. baby. Just like a bird. Just listen,
0: Marjorie. <laughs> oh,
8: yeah.
0: Oh, Woo! Sharon, you are so good. <laughs> I can feel it.
3: You like that, Marjorie?
8: Yeah, that's Isn't not that bad. Nice? No, yeah. So much of it sounds just like a lot of noise. <laughs> like hers doesn't. It really does.
3: No, she. She, clarifies said, all. she, off she to said, our usual start. She said mine doesn't sound like yes. a lot of noise. No, no, that
8: sounds nice. Yeah. We try to make good music. You're right, music, right. So you can yeah, pop that is right. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: We yeah. do it. We just play them for bumps. Uh, Marjorie's been on Jay Leno and all over the place. So. Now, I, I
8: didn't make Jay Leno, but I did make um. David Letterman. Oh, yeah. oh did O'Brien, you? Oh, Brian, yes, yeah. yeah. uh-huh. Conan had me back
0: twice. Really? Oh, boy. Yeah. Will you start playing bigger arenas? Yeah. Uh, I,
8: we have already started playing okay. a lot of bigger arenas. Yeah. Um, I did Central Park um, Sunday. Oh, that would have been
0: fantastic. Wow. It was
8: the last um, of the season, the last right. summer job, and right. it's like 6,000 people there. At right. Least. Yeah. Wow. Are you now on an endless tour? Uh, well, this one is, I mean, I've been on a tour since October, right. um, the 6th since the album came out, since okay. I did the Apollo. But um, this week, I mean, we're just here, doing a fair tonight, right, tomorrow. Right, And then we're leaving to go to uh, San Francisco to do the old Oakland, another outside festival. Okay. So, yes, we've been doing festivals, festivals, festivals.
0: But home is in New York, not Augusta. No,
8: home is in New York. I left Augusta when I was like three years old.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Is it Daptones Records that's doing the yes. uh, that's Daptone. Doing the albums? Daptones. Mm-hmm. Daptone. Right. Record. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, well, we knew you were in a hurry. We wanted to get you well, on quickly, you. and uh, uh, I know many, uh, many GLers will be staying around tonight. All right, you all. You're, you're going to go on at 8:30. 8:30. Yeah, and you'll play for uh, at least three or four hours. No, well, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah.
8: At least an hour, maybe. Whatever. How long does the festival allow. Do you have a family, Sharon? Yeah. Well, yeah. 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 I mean, husband, kids. Oh no, no.
0: No. No.
8: no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I told you about my mother and my sister. My oh, no, I figured you had a mother and father <laughs> at some point. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I guess the music, you know, kept me out here. It's mm-hmm. hard to
0: find a husband when, you, when you're when you on the road a lot, right. you know? Right, right. Can you play something else, Rook, as long as we have the queen herself here? Oh. Oh, man, oh, oh, man. Please, Teresa's oh, got nothing on you. Makes my heart <laughs> melt
3: like butter. Uh-huh.
8: <laughs> some love. Oh, oh, oh. Some love makes you strong. Oh, you like that one, Marjorie? Yeah, that's nice too. Yeah. yeah. And some love makes you do right.
0: And some, some love makes you do wrong. <laughs> oh. Just show us what it'll be like tonight. Just stand up. Just show oh, just just share. show. <laughs> share, <laughs> you don't know how in love with you are. I'm I only 4'11, y'all. Second time. to Marjorie, I love yeah, you.
8: Right, yeah. I carry myself tall, though. Yeah. Yeah? Oh, yeah. This is it. Yes. But I have a lot of energy. Oh, yeah. I, oh, yeah. I run around yeah. the stage a lot, so I don't want to be standing there like this going, No. You know? No. You know, I'll be into it, you know. Oh, oh yeah. baby. Oh. Like singing, like <laughs> <laughs> you know, like. You know, put all that stuff in it, you know. Yeah.
3: How about this preview? How about this preview? Here we go. Let's do right. this one again. Uh-oh. All right, all
8: right. He just wants to see oh, he, yeah, yeah.
3: Move. Yeah. This is Uh-oh.
8: right. Mm-hmm. Now this story. It's about how long I had to deal with a relationship that was in my life. Alright. And I think I dealt with that relationship a little bit too long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so how this long? tune came up. Yeah. How long do I have to wait for you? Right oh. before a girl like me just can move on. Right. How long oh. do I have to wait for you, honey? Before a girl like me can move on. Hey, did you make up the song or well, it?
3: Right? The- <laughs> you know what? She's spilling out her her heart, Marjorie. Marjorie, <laughs> well, want, she's crying about a broken
8: relationship. But I want to know if she wrote it. I, no, actually, you know who wrote this song? Yo. My bass player. I went to oh. my bass player, um, Bosco, with well, Gabriel. Rose, yeah. And I was like, you know, just relationship. And I was telling him right? about the guy and how yeah. he was doing. He was oh, like, and then he wrote, he wrote a really song for me. He said, you oh, know wonderful. what? Next time you think about this guy here, and you can go sing it. So I can oh, sing it. And, you know. That's great. That's Great. You, yeah.
3: She's getting sick of it. That's okay. We'll switch to a different (laughs) song here.
8: (laughs) And Lee is Lee with the group? Well, actually, Lee feels, no, He's he comes in and do some more recording. Hopefully, right. like, he'll be on the next album. Right. But he comes with us every once in a while and, you know, do a song. And all. if we have a big festival, like, at the Apollo. Right. Him and I did a dedication to James Brown. And, okay. And we, like, split Man's World. you got yeah. to hear my version of Man's World. I love oh,
4: it. Oh, man. Yeah. Have you
8: ever met Al Green? You know, I didn't get to meet Al Green, but the guys, my horn players, right. are on his album um, okay. a, a few months ago. And I went in to do a song, but I don't I think he chose that song to be on his album
4: okay
8: and um but you know i didn't meet him i'll get to meet him hopefully i met david right. Staple, solomon burke oh yeah i got to meet mr james brown yeah. before he passed away um you
0: when's know when's the next album
8: Ooh. when we in finish the fall? touring yeah we we say by next year hopefully. oh yeah all right you know when we go in probably september october november december we'll will
0: we'll, that be number three Number four. Number four. Number All, right. All right. All right. Yeah. You two girls hit it
8: off, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. I'm good. You're not so tall help. either, are I don't you? know, want them. I'm like for. <laughs> you know, it just occurred to me, you're both the but same But Marjorie, see, I carry myself tall. though. I carry myself tall? Let's yeah. I do. try to. Yeah. yeah you know, <laughs> <laughs> when you walk in a room, you know, you know, your head is you, you, like you right, jump, you, you, like, you, you, like you, you, like you're gonna hit your head on the ceiling. Right, you know. Now Sharon was
3: teaching Marjorie how to sing, and this is what we recorded in the back. All right. Uh huh. Marjorie's singing backup. (laughs) She said what? I'm pretty good.
8: Oh yeah. Who's your drummer, Sharon? Uh, My drummer's
0: Homer Steinweiss. Homer Steinweiss. Yeah, we call him Funky Foot. All right. And now, if I if I have seen Amy in concert on TV, is that Homer I'm seeing? Yeah, one of the ones with
8: the guy with the little curly hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, They showed him, you know.
0: Who are the who are the guys that do the moves that, that don't oh, play mo- instruments? Oh, I, your guys.
8: Oh, oh, my, oh yeah. my guys. Yeah. The trumpet players and yeah. stuff like yeah. that? Yeah, that's Dave Guy, um, Neil Sugarman, and Ian Hendrickson Smith.
0: Okay. Those are my horn sections. All
8: New York guys? Yeah, they're all from New York. You know, they've born somewhere else, but yeah. a lot of us live in New York Yeah, New yeah. York
0: basically. All right. Sharon, I can't thank you enough for stopping thank you. by. Thank we you. look forward. Sharon Jones, ladies and gentlemen.
8: All right. <laughs> To to nice
0: yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> Marjorie and Sharon, who would have ever thought we'd have Marjorie right, and Sharon
5: yeah, Jones right on the goodness. same stage? Let's see, I'll get down, let me see. Let's I'll see, go. we're going to measure height Wait, here.
6: Oh, not too bad. That is, <laughs> <Yeah>. That's uncanny. <laughs> right,
0: <yeah. laughs> the closest you've ever been, Marjorie. You need help, Marjorie? No, I got up. Right. All, right, all right. I'm Sharon, sorry. I love you, you're the best, thank you very much. Yeah. Thanks, Nanny, all right.